Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. Right comes out right. Amen. Amen. And I should have added in right always comes out right. Amen. So it's going to be a five-week series and uh, we're going to break it down off of the word right. I don't do this very often. Sometimes it's fitting. We're going to use an acronym of the word right, R-I-G-H-T. So write that down in your notes if you would. And I, I, I want to make a statement for myself, and I want to ask if you, and how many of you agree with me. I want to be right in God's eyes. Amen. That is truly my only concern. It's the only concern we should all have is that we would be right in God's eyes. If we're right in God's eyes, everything else falls into place. Amen. Too many times we fail and don't make it and are not successful. How many want to be successful? You're, we don't make it in God. We fail. We're not successful because we put the other thing around. We are trying to please and be right in man's eyes. And God wants us to live a life that every single decision we make is based off of what is right. Amen. Amen. What is right. And so I want to get into that tonight. I'm going to go quickly over the five letters. I'm going to give a little bit of each letter and some verses and some explanation. And then for the next five weeks, the next following four weeks, we're going to go over each uh, one more expounding on it. And so this is going to be a teaching series, a little bit more of teaching. Amen. So we're going to start off in 1 Timothy chapter 4. And uh, this, is a, this is a statement that I truly believe, right comes out right. And I would, I would even say tonight that this is truly a recipe for success. Okay, so I asked a second ago, you want to be successful? Here's the thing. Do you want to be successful in your career? Do you want to be successful in your marriage? Do you want to be successful in um, raising your kids? Do you want to be successful in all those different things? If you say yes to those things, you will not be successful in those things if you're not successful in the first part, which is being right in the eyes of God. Amen. Okay, that's where it starts, and then the rest falls into place. Father, we ask you to anoint your word tonight. Lord, you've put this on my heart. I believe it's going to be a blessing. I believe it's going to help people. I believe it's going to grow us. I believe it's going to be right there in that teach part of the reach, teach, sin, where we'll continue to learn the will of God and learn how to serve you and learn how to have the right heart, Father. I come against every strategy of the enemy, every lie of the devil, Father. We thank you for touching every man and woman and teenager that's in this place tonight that needs a touch, that's hurting, that's going through something, that they would feel your presence, that you would speak to them tonight, transform their hearts, and bring fruit out of this. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's look at 1 Timothy chapter 4. This is kind of going to be for these six verses kind of the, 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 the glue that holds this series together, okay? And this is an attitude. How many know your attitude determines your altitude? Amen. Your attitude in God determines your altitude. How, how successful you are, how, how, uh, how much fruit you have in your life depends on the attitude that you have towards God and the attitude that you have towards uh, his, his righteousness and his, 
his uh, plan for your life. So Timothy is writing here, and he says this, and I'm going to use the New Living Translation tonight for all these verses. So if you have New King James, like I do, um, you might want to look up here and, and read it later. But this, I just chose to do this tonight. I don't always do this, but it, it made it a little bit easier to understand. So this is why we work hard and continue to struggle. He's not saying that we struggle in a bad way, but struggle to do the right thing for our hope is in the living God, who is the Savior of all people and particularly of all believers. Teach these things and insist that everyone learn them. Okay, Teach these things and insist that everyone learn them. Don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. Be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live. I'm going to go slowly over this part here in your love, in your faith, and your purity. I want to read that part again. Okay, This is really a challenge for all of us. This is really, uh, so I'm kind of leaning towards this side because most of the people are on this side of the church. So I feel like i can, I got to go uphill to get over here. Amen. Don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. How many young people we have in here? Well, you acted really young there, let me tell you. <laughs> wow, I believe you. Be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, your faith, and your purity. I want to read that last part one more time. This, this is what all of us should be striving for. This is the kind of life we should be wanting to live. That to, we'd be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, your faith, and your purity. Next verse, 13. Until I get there... Focus on reading the scriptures. I mean, no, that's a good thing to do. Oh, yeah. To the church, encouraging the believers and teaching them. Do not neglect the spiritual gift you, you received through the prophecy spoken over you when the elders of the church laid their hands on you. You don't change the verse yet. How many believe tonight that you have a gift? I'm going to see your hand. Okay, you believe that. You have a gift. God has a gift that, you, that he wants to use in your life. If you don't believe that or don't feel that you do, you do. You just haven't found out what it is yet. Okay, we all have gifts. And there's actually nine gifts that you can have. Nine gifts of the Spirit. And, and if you don't have any of those gifts, then you need to pray for those gifts. And we can have all nine of them. We could be functioning in all nine of the gifts of the Spirit. So it says, do not neglect the spiritual gift you receive through the prophecy spoken over you when the elders of the church laid their hands on you. Let's finish up 15 and 16. Give your complete attention to these matters. Throw yourself into these tasks so that everyone will see your what? Progress. We should be progressing. We shouldn't be going backwards. We should be going forwards. We shouldn't be going down. We should be going up. We shouldn't be getting skinnier. We should be getting stronger. Amen. And the Lord, we should be progressing in our walk. Keep a close watch on, this is the end. Keep a close watch on how you live and on your teaching. Stay true to what is right. There's the word right. Okay. Stay true to what is right for the sake of your own salvation and the salvation of those who hear you. Great verses. Amen. So there's a walk, there's a way that we need to live. So we're going to write that word down, right. And some things that the Holy Spirit gave me for each word. There's many, and maybe it'll expound each week, but we're going to start off with the R. I'm going to go through these quickly and hopefully get through them 
tonight quickly because I, I want to get it all out to, to build the foundation for what this, this series is going to be. And, and, I, and I hope, my hope is, is that you realize, as I said a few minutes ago, this is a recipe for success. Okay, to be successful in your walk. These areas of your life, if you will focus on these areas of your life, I really believe that God will do something great in your life. Okay? The first one is, and this is just to say this too, just to throw this out, there's many letters or words that I could say off of a letter R, for example. So this isn't the only one necessarily, but I believe these ones are important. So for R, write down respect. Respect. Okay? And, and as you're writing that down, let me give you the definition. I'm going to give you some definitions tonight, amen, of, of uh, what, what respect is in a second. But let me give you the definition of what right is. Some, some would say, well, I know what right is, but here's the definition. Morally good, justifiable, or, or sorry, justified or acceptable. Okay, so when we hear that word, morally good, justified, or acceptable, I don't know about you, but I want to make sure I'm living a life that is acceptable, not to you, but to God. We're not supposed to be men pleasers. I'm not, I'm not here to please you. I'm not here to make you happy. I'm here to make God happy. I, I want to make God happy in my life. I want to be acceptable to God. Amen? And, and that's a huge problem today in our society, in, in the church world, is too many people want to be acceptable in other people's eyes and not God's. And that's wrong. So I, I want to be acceptable, and I want you, and we want all to be acceptable in God's eyes. So R, respect. Another thing that you could throw off on the side there, and I have in my notes, is reverence to God. Respect, reverence to God. Okay, reverence. Reverence is important, so that we respect and reverence God. So first of all, we have to respect God before we can respect people. How many are noticing that everything's got to be vertical and then it can go horizontal, okay? I cannot learn to respect people if I don't respect God. I, I, all these things have to start with the Lord. So 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 17, like I said, I'm going to run through these tonight and we'll break each thing as we go down. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 17 says, Respect the people who respect you and love the family of believers. No? Respect everyone. And love the family of believers, fear God, and respect the king. Okay, so we're seeing the word fear and respect in the same verse. And so something is that, that we have to have is respect. Now, there is, an, there is a truth to respect is earned, okay? There, there is a truth to that, but that is not always ap applicable. The bottom line is we need to respect other people because God commanded us to. Okay, respect is something that's a very powerful thing. Here's the definition of respect. A feeling of deep admiration for someone or something. How much respect, how much deep admiration do you have for God? How much, how much uh, uh, due regard to the feelings, wishes, rights, or traditions of God do we have? Right? So, so how many are seeing how important it is to make sure that everything we think about is God first? Okay, if, I'm, if I'm thinking in my mind about pleasing God, then everything else is going to fall into place. It seems so simple, and it really is, but we make it hard. We complicate it. Okay, so respect is something that's so very important. And, and respect to God, respecting who he is, respecting his word, respecting his authority in our lives, respecting that he's, he's God and I'm not. 
right? Just understanding that I'm not God. I, 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 I don't make the rules. He makes the rules. So I respect him. There's something that has to be taught in us as people to respect, to respect, okay? To, another word for that is honor, to honor somebody, um, to think highly of, to esteem somebody else. It, how, how, how effective would we be in our outreach to other people if we would follow the golden rule? That's in Matthew chapter 7, verse 12. How effective would we be? Think about this. This is going to be the last part of the R of, of being respectful. How, how much fruit would we have if we followed this? Do to others whatever you would like them to do to you. That's called the golden rule in the Bible, okay? I mean, this, this right here could change our lives. If we would start treating other people with a respect and, and talking to them in a, in a way and treating them in a way that we want to be retreated. Because we're really good at wanting people to treat us a certain way, but different from how we treat them. We're good at that. That's, that just comes natural. We don't even have to work hard on it. It's easy to, to, to expect something that I'm not giving. But the golden rule says if I want others to treat me a certain way, I need to treat them a certain way. That goes to as simply as how you talk to somebody. How you address somebody, how you act with somebody, the way you treat somebody. As you're doing it, we have to be conscious and say, am I treating this person or talking to this person right now in a way that I would want to be talked to? How many of that would change some conversations? I might avoid some fights. If we would start thinking, man, if, if the way I'm talking right now, if I could catch myself, if, would I want to be talked to like that? Right? And, and, and that goes so far, that, that I'll give you an example, that just, just there's a generic example. Um, I remember many, many years ago, and this is stuff you learn, okay? This is stuff that the Holy Spirit will speak to you. I, w- I had just kind of um, met Pastor Dustin, and, and uh, I had um, just kind of been starting to learn about the fellowship and everything. But at that point in my life, I was... I was kind of running from the church, as many of you know. I was angry at the church. I was frustrated at the church. But I had lost my respect for authority in my life. And I realized at this time. And so earlier on, I remember when I first got saved, when I would meet or talk to a pastor, I always called them by that. By that. I said, pastor in their name. I'd, all, I'd never say just their name. I would always say that, just like when I would, I would see a police officer, I'd say officer, or, or, or somebody uh, that's, that demands respect or deserves respect, sir, right, sir, ma'am. We're pretty good at that here in Texas, so talking that right, right? And so I had gotten in a, in a disrespectful way in my spirit and, and, and caught myself one time talking to Pastor Jones, and for some reason I felt in my mind that I was equal with him. For some reason. And then on the phone, I remember talking to him on the phone and saying, hey, Ron, now today I can't even, that doesn't even, it doesn't even connect. But back then I I said, hey, Ron. And I remember we kept talking. And when I got off the phone, the Holy Spirit rebuked me and and said, he's a pastor and you need to respect him for who he is. I don't remember if I called him back or if it was next time, but that was the only time I've ever called him that. Someone like Pastor Marshall, we're friends. We talk all the time. I cannot call him by his first name. 
Pastor Bland, I cannot call him Jonathan. Sounds weird. Because there's a respect there. How many are following me? You, you, you get to where you respect the authority in your life. That's a problem today. We, people don't respect the authority in their life. It's something that's deserved. And so re, sometimes we can lose our own respect for other people, but that doesn't mean they have lost the respect that they deserve. We're just not giving it to them. So we can come full circle and get back to that place where we respect our authority. We respect the people in our lives, and we call them from what they deserve. Now, it is just a name, but it's important. Teachers should be called teachers. Officers should be called officers. Sir, ma'am, we should respect people. Amen? And, and have that even when I'm talking about Pastor Mario, I don't call him Pastor Mario when I'm talking to him. We're friends. But when I am talking about him, I always mention him as Pastor Mario because there's a respect there. Amen? So number two, let's go into the next one and, and be thinking about the golden rule. Integrity, I. R-I-G-H-T. I, I got to speed up a little bit. I, integrity. How many want integrity in your lives? The quality of being honest and having strong moral principles. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but we should all have, want that and have that. And if we don't have it, we should want it. The quality of being honest and having strong moral principles. Amen? A moral uprightness. Let me, let me give you a statement you can write down right now. Write this down. Blessings come from integrity. Blessings come from integrity. I am giving you right now the recipes for success. Okay, if you miss an ingredient, it's not going to taste right. Make sure you don't miss an ingredient, okay? Write this down. Blessings come from integrity. Listen to what Proverbs 2, verses 6 to 8 says. For the Lord grants wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He grants a treasure, this is so good, of common sense to the honest. Let me tell you something. Common sense is so important. You know what's crazy, though? You can't teach somebody common sense. It has to come from God. I mean, you would be amazed how far you could go with some common sense. Some people don't have common sense. And a lot of people that have, don't have common sense are intellectually really smart. They have a degree and all kinds of things, but not a lick of common sense. So he can give us that wisdom, and he says... A treasure, that's why sometimes the New Living just expounds. He says it's a treasure of common sense to the honest. And look at this. He is a shield to those who walk with integrity. How many want protection? How many want protection all around you? If you will walk in integrity, you will walk in protection. That's what the Bible says. I, do you believe the Bible? Okay. He guards the path of the just and protects those who are faithful to him. Okay? Amen. Third one, G. R-I-G-H-T. This is just the foundation for this series. Every week we're going to get in to each word individually. Big one right here. G. Now, I should have given you all like five or ten seconds every letter just to let you throw something out and see if something comes to you. But this is a big one. This is Grow. Grow. 
Okay, recipe for success. We have got to be growing. We've got to be growing. If you, if I have written down here, progress to maturity. That's what grow, growing is. Progress to maturity. Now I'm going to ask you to raise your hands, but how many know some immature people? Okay, y'all raise your hands anyways. Amen. You know some immature people maybe in the Lord. You know some immature people in the world. Um, immaturity is ugly. Can I get an amen? amen? Immaturity is ugly. There's nothing worse than watching a baby have a fit. Right? And there's nothing uglier than that than an adult having a fit. A grown-up acting like a kid, right? So growth. If, if, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm walking the way God wants me to walk, I, I cannot be, say I cannot be, in the same place today that I was five years ago, five months ago, five weeks ago, or even five days ago. i got to be growing. i got to be growing. I've got to be growing in my faith. I say this to the person next to you. you got to get over some stuff. You've got to get over some stuff. Some stuff you just got to get over it. Some people just... They just live in the past. They live in the struggle and they live with their past. Get over it. Grow up. Get past some things. Amen. Don't keep, don't keep bringing up. Listen, I know there's hurts in this place. I know there's pain in this place. I know there's past in you. But your past has no future. Your past has no future. Amen. You cannot go forward if you're looking in the rearview mirror. And, and I'm, that's not even in the notes, but God said if you, if you take your hand off the plow and look back, you're not worthy. We've got to go forward. We've got to get over some stuff and, and stop going back and saying, well, I'm like this because of those things that happened when I was younger or, or when I was a kid or whatever. You've got to grow up. Amen. You've got to grow up in the Lord. And here's what Colossians 2.7 says. Let your roots grow down into him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Amen. Amen. How many, so I'm talking about being built on the Lord. Let me, let me say this again tonight as, I, as I'm beginning to move forward and close up. If you will have the attitude that, that, that I don't need, listen, I don't say this in the wrong way. Don't take it wrong. I don't need you to grow. I don't need you to grow. You don't need someone else to grow. Now, uh, someone else can, can come along and add on and help, but I just need God to speak to me, and I need to be willing to grow because the problem is if you're waiting for someone else to help you grow, you're not going to grow. You've got to grow yourself. You've got to get in the words yourself. You've got to learn how to pray yourself. You've got to learn how to get an answer from God for yourself. You've got to learn how to learn, worship God for yourself. You can't be dependent on, oh, that was a great service because everybody was excited. You should be able to walk out of the driest, most horrible message you've ever heard and the lamest songs ever sang and say, that was a powerful service because I came to get something from God and God met me right there because that's growth. You know, there's people bouncing all over the place in the world to churches because they're trying to find something to stimulate them spiritually. We need that growth personally. So I come and say, I'm going to get something out of this. Okay, so he says, then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught, and you will overflow with thankfulness. Okay, one more verse for grow. 2 Peter 3.18. 
but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior. See, it doesn't say grow in the, in the grace of your neighbor. Grow with your friends. Grow with your family. It says grow in the knowledge and the grace of your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. All glory to him, both now and forever. Amen. Amen. How many got your relationship built on the Lord? Amen. Now, four is going to stir you up a little bit and might shock you a little bit. So I'm going to give you a second to think about it. H. Okay. R, respect. I, integrity. G, growth. H, See, a lot of people, and that's a good, a lot of people would think humility. And that's fine. Like I said, there's, there's plenty of, and that's a great one, okay? Like I said, th- th- there's not just one word for each one. I wish I could see the cloud above all y- y'all's head and see if anybody got it. I doubt you did. I'm very doubtful. Hate. Someone get it? <laughs> humility. <laughs> Hate. Write it down. Yes, I said hate. H-A-T-E. That's the recipe for success? What kind of teaching is this, Pastor? Hate. There's over 50 verses in the Bible that says we should hate sin. Hate unrighteousness. Hate darkness. Hate the things of the world. Let me make a statement to to you tonight. A lot of people are not successful in their walk with God because they don't hate the world. They don't hate sin. They don't hate the things that are not of God. They're They're in an affair. You know what an affair is? It means you're having a relationship with more than one person. Oh, it got quiet right there. Y'all thought I was just going to just teach, right? I can't teach. I got to throw some preaching in there some, some, somewhere. Amen? You cannot, Jesus said, you cannot love the world and love him. He says you cannot serve two masters. You will either love the one and cling to, or, or cling, to the, cling to the other or push away the other. You can't have them both. You got to hate the things of the world. And too many people are, are wanting to be saved but hold on to the world and have an affair with the world still. Okay? So this is a big one. Hate. Mentioned over 50 verses in the Bible. Here's a good one. Psalm 97.10. I chose three because I knew that this would be an interesting letter. Okay? Hate. Psalms 97.10. You who love the Lord. Let me see how many love the Lord. You love the Lord? He says, you who love the Lord hate evil. Okay, so if I love God, I got to hate evil. What's evil? Everything that's against God. Everything that does not line up with God's word. His perfect word. This goes back to the beginning when I said that right's going to come out right. Right's going to come out right. It's only going to come out right if I'm saying, Lord, I want every single decision that I make to be based on what your word is says not what's not what not what is is popular not what is everybody everybody's doing but what your word says okay there's a lot of things done even in the church world that are popular and they're okay in the sense of 
quotations because lots of people are doing it. But I look at things a lot of times and go, God, that's not in your word. Where is that in your word? And there's some big issues where it's, it's, that's not biblical. Say that with me. That's not biblical. You need to learn to start saying that. That's not biblical. That's not biblical. It's not in the Bible. So where did it come from? Not God. And so we need to learn to hate those things that are not of God. So he says, and here, here's another great thing. He protects the lives of his godly people and rescues them from the power of the wicked. Amen. What an awesome verse. Amen. Rescues them from the power of the wicked. So there you go. If you love the Lord, you must hate evil. Romans 12, 9. You say, oh, that's Old Testament. All right, let's go New Testament. Romans 12, 9. This is good. I like it in the New Living. Don't pretend to love others. How, how are we going to be effective in our outreach, in our personal evangelism, if I love you with a fake love? Because they're going to pick up on that. Like, you got to ask yourself tonight, do you genuinely love people? And if you don't genuinely love people, you need to come to this altar tonight and get saved. And if you say you're saved and you don't genuinely love people, you need to come to this altar and get your heart right with God. You have to genuinely love people because the love of God is in us, amen? And we've got to love people if the love of God is in us, okay? So don't pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate. Say it with me. Hate. So I know I'm messing up everything your parents taught you. Don't say hate. Don't say hate. Now, there, there was a good thing to that, and there's a time and a place for it, but that's out of context. Hate what is wrong. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Okay, right comes out right. Right comes out right. Last verse here. Psalms 119, biggest chapter in the book, in the Bible. 128. Therefore, all your precepts concerning all things. I like that. All things. So everything in our lives has a correct answer. Amen? Everything. Every, every situation, every decision has a correct answer. He says, each of your commandments is right. And that is why I hate every false way. Okay? I hate evil. I hate corruption. I can't answer this for you. But if you're here tonight and you don't hate the things of the world, God's got to work on you. God's got to do a work in you because something's wrong. You cannot hate, uh, love the world, and love God. Okay? And you'll learn in, in discipleship and teaching what those things are that you need to hate. What are those things that are not godly? But I'll throw this out before I get to the last one and close. There's a verse in Isaiah chapter 5, verse 20 that says that the day we're living in today, and it was prophetic back then, is very prevalent today. And it says, woe to those who, who say e good is evil and evil is good. Okay? So th that we have a confusion today in the world what's right and wrong. But it's not because God's word has changed. It's because we have changed. Okay? And so if you want right to come out right, 
and you want to have the blessings of God, and you want to be successful in all your ways, then these are areas in your life that you've got to work on. The last one, T. Okay, so we got, we got re, re, uh, respect. I'm already thinking of other words. We've got integrity, growth, a hatred for the things that are evil, and T. T. Big one right here. This is, this is a huge one, T. Again, you can think of all kinds of different things. Trust. Trust. Amen. As the musicians are coming, we're going to go over this last verse. Trust. Okay, I, I could have chose a lot of verses, but I, I wanted to make sure I got through this, and I didn't really think I was going to be able to get through it, but I did. I, I didn't want to stay too long on any of these because this is just the foundation. How many can see how this five-week series could help us? Okay, five, five things, amen, that we can work on in our lives and break those things down and really get those things right. So trust is the firm belief. Like this would be the, this would be the icing on the cake of, of what we're talking about here. Last question maybe to ask yourself, do I have a firm belief? Like this, this, is, this is where the rubber meets the road. Do you believe because it sounds good or do you believe because it's kind of, that, that seems right or do you really believe that God's word is true, that he's the ultimate authority, that what he says is right, and that right will come out right. Brian made a great point at the time of, of offering when he was giving those testimonies because things don't always come out right in our time. They don't come out when we want them to come out. But if you're here tonight and you began to start making some good decisions, some right decisions, some righteous decisions, and you started working on some of these areas, and you're starting to grow, and you're trying to work on your integrity, and you're trying to hate the world, and hate sin, and hate the things of, of, of the enemy, and hate the things that aren't godly, and, and, you're, and you're working on this trusting, and all this stuff's coming together, you, you'll begin to see that, that God is reaffirming who he is in your life, and you're not doing anything just because it sounds good or sounds right. You're doing it because God has changed you at your core. Okay? But you'll also realize that maybe you're doing those things and at this very moment, you don't see things falling into place right. You have to wait a little bit. And you don't stop because things don't seem like they're falling into place right now. You say, Lord, I am doing what I'm supposed to do so I have a firm belief that right is going to come out right. Might not seem like it right now. There's an enemy. There's a devil. There's, there's a battle of the mind. There's a battle of the will. There's so much stuff that we go over. But he says, a firm belief in the reliability. Do you believe Jesus is reliable? In the truth. Do you believe he's the truth? In the ability, do you believe he's able? Or the strength? Do you believe he's strong? That's the definition. The firm belief in the reliability, trust, truth, sorry, ability or strength of someone or something. It's amazing to me sometimes how much we trust things, but it's so hard for us to trust God. Right? Just be real. Trust that job. Trust that paycheck. I mean, if you start thinking about faith and trust, how they go together and how much stuff we do by trust and faith, but then when it comes to God... We doubt. We got to get that in line. We got to get that in order. I'm telling you, this is a recipe for success. Okay? So Proverbs 3 5. 
Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Father, thank you for this this night. Thank you for the word of God. Thank you for your truth. Father, I, I pray for these next five Wednesdays that by the time they're done heading into Thanksgiving, Lord, we're going to be stronger, more respectful, people of integrity, people that are growing, and Father, people that are hating the things of the, of the enemy, hating the things of, that are not godly, having a, a, a holy hatred towards things that don't line up with your word, and that all together we will trust the process, trust the word, trust discipleship, that you will make us the people you've called us to be. Lord, help us tonight, because at the end of the day, Father, tonight, my my final statement is, I want to be right in the eyes of you. I want to be right. As you're praying, church, listen to what I'm saying. Every area in your life, every area, as you pray, you say, Lord, is, is there an area, is there an area in my life that's not right with God? Amen? Is there an area? Is there some area? And you need to be specific and you need to be willing to hear His voice because He'll speak to you. The Bible says, don't try to take the, the speck Sometimes we, out of the out of your neighbor's eye, when you've got that big old log in yours. But even beyond the logs, I want to be. I want to get deep, deeper than that. I want to say, Lord, is there anything? Is there an attitude? Is there a lack of respect? Is there a lack of integrity? I, I, am I not growing, Lord? Am I? Is there an area I don't trust you in? If we will seek His face and ask Him. He will answer, and He will show us. But you got to be willing to listen. you got to be willing to let the Holy Spirit correct you. And then when He does, you got to act on it. He'll show you. That's an area in, my, in your life. He'll speak to you individually. So that's an area in your life I'm working on. I want to work. But you got to remember the Holy Spirit is, is a gentleman. He's not going to push anything on you. You have to accept it. You have to let Him work on you. You have to let Him make things right. Because the bottom line is, Proverbs says, there's a way that seems right unto man, unto us. There's a way. We say, this is the right way. But the Bible says, in the end, it leads to destruction. Destruction. There's a way that seems right. And maybe tonight you might be convinced that that, that area of your life is, is right. Whatever the Lord deals with you on, whatever area of your life that you're, that you're failing in or, or falling short in, you might, he, the, the, the enemy might be saying, it's okay, it's not that big of a deal, whatever it is. And God says, listen, that, there's, a, there's a way that seems right to you, but I'm telling you, he says, in the end, it's going to be destruction. Because God doesn't bless mess. He honors integrity. He honors truth. He honors a heart that says, God, I, I know I've made some mistakes, but I'm... I'm here to change. I want to change. He's looking for those hearts tonight.
Bible says he searches to, to and fro. He goes through all the earth looking for those who have a heart after God. I don't know if you want to be successful. I know I do. And I'm not talking about successful in the eyes of man. I'm talking about successful in the eyes of God. I want to have his protection. I want to have his favor. I want to have his blessing. I want to have his hand upon my life. I ultimately, listen, I ultimately want to hear him say, enter in good and faithful servant. Those are the words I want to hear. That's all I want to hear is enter in good and faithful servant. Lord, if there's anything in my life tonight that would hinder those words from coming from your mouth, teach me. Show me. Reveal it to me. Make a way for me to see it, God. As your heads are bowed and eyes are closed all over this place, there'll never be another October 23rd of 2019. There'll never be another day like this. This is it. This is the only one. If you're here tonight and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, tonight you can. Because the bottom line of this, this whole message is Jesus loves you. He did what was right. He didn't do what he wanted to do because his flesh would have said, no, nah, I don't want to go to the cross. I don't want to leave heaven. I don't want to leave my glory. But he did. He did what was right. Because he did what was right, he paid a price for us. He took our place on the cross for every mistake we've ever made, every sin we've ever done. And tonight all we have to do is say, Jesus, I accept what you did and you can be saved and your path can be led from destruction to, to, to great things, to grace, to love, to, to success. Quickly, in the next five seconds, if you're here, how many would say, I don't know Jesus. I need to be saved tonight. I don't know if I would hear those words, enter in good and faithful servant, and I want to know right now. Just put your hand up and put it right back down all over this place. God bless you. I see your hand. How many more? All over. I'm not sure. I'm not saved. I'm not asking you to become a member of our church. I'm not asking you to be, to be, to be, uh, uh, fill out some, some subscription to a, uh, uh, something after church. I'm not asking for that. I'm asking, are you saved? I'm not asking you to change uh, denominations. I'm not asking you to be religious. I'm asking you, are you saved? If you walk out of this place and die tonight, what would you say to a living God? As he said, what do you say for your life? Say, I'm a good person. That's not gonna, it's not going to cut it. It's not going to fly. Because the Bible says our righteousness, our goodness is like filthy rags. Say, you don't know how, what I've done wrong. I've, I've made so many mistakes, there's no way God could forgive me. He forgives you if, you if you'll confess your sin. There's nothing you can do. He can't forgive if you'll, if you'll confess it. Five more seconds. Just lift your hand. Say, I need, I need prayer tonight. I'm not saved. My name's not in the book of life. I'm not born, born again. Amen. Let's stand to our feet tonight. I want to open up the altar for a few moments. Wednesday nights are, are growth nights. Amen. How many will look at Wednesday nights like that? Growth nights. Amen. Nights to grow. Nights, nights to make decisions. Nights to let the Holy Spirit deal with you on things. That's why we have the altar. That's why we open it up. That's why we take time to pray. So we begin to sing tonight. I want to ask you just to find a place, and I want you to begin to, to say, Lord, as this five weeks goes on, I want you to speak to my heart, 
and I want you to teach me how I can grow in these areas. Respect, integrity, growth, hatred for things that are evil, and, and trust. Amen. Let's find a place. Let's spend a few minutes talking to the King, talking to the Lord tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. For more content from VWO Denton, go to our website at vwotexas.com.